Get your family vehicles ready for summer driving with early Memorial Day deals at Dobbs. Click on GoToDobbs.com for money, save, retire, and service deals today. Dobbs. With 43 locations, real deals are always close by. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. I can tell you, without even speaking to Greg Amzinger this morning or about baseball coming back within the last uh, couple of weeks, that his summer so far has been ruined. As much as Greg likes golf and being around Mm -hmm. the kids, there's... There is a, a passion for baseball in Greg's life, and there's something missing, I'm sure, from his heart right now. And Greg is with us on the Brown and Crouppen Celebrity Line on 101 ESPN. Mr. Amzinger, it's great to hear your voice. How are you doing today? And I feel like this is a therapy session. <laughs> uh, yes, I am sad, Randy. And is there a couch I can lay on? Because I, I, I need one. This is not normal, and I want it to end immediately. Greg, welcome to the therapy circle here. This is a trust tree. Uh, Randy and I just spent the entire last segment talking about when we first fell in love with baseball and why we love baseball so much. So the floor is yours. Let those emotions out. Do you remember when you first fell in love with baseball? Tom Needenfure was on the mound. It's 1985 um, in South St. Louis, small little brick house. All of my relatives are crammed into one room. I'm watching the TV set. I'm sitting crisscross applesauce in front of it with all my cousins. And my grandfather didn't like listening to the broadcast, so he listened to the radio broadcast. So we're listening to Jack Buck, and there's a huge delay. Well, when you're six years old, you don't know what a delay is. I wasn't even listening to the broadcast. I'm talking to my cousins. All of a sudden, all of these adults stand up and scream, and they're losing their mind, and the pitch hasn't even been thrown yet. And I'm going, what in the world is wrong with these people? And then Ozzy Smith corks one down the line, and everyone goes crazy, but everyone already went crazy in my house before he did that. I didn't understand why people watch games like that, but that was the magic of Jack Buck. Seeing that much happiness be created through a swing and the contact of bat and ball, and to watch the frenzy that ensued. Ah, man, I fell in love. That was the day I was like, I'm going to start buying baseball cards. I'm going to start collecting this stuff. I want to know everything about all these players. And I became obsessed. It was all in that one moment in 1985. Ozzie Smith sending the folks of St. Louis into a frenzy. Doesn't get any better than that. And you've been front row for so many moments now. Since then... With all of the opportunities you've had to be at All-Star Games and World Series and big games, what's your favorite moment that you've been at since then? Well, my favorite moment would have to be right before the final out in 2011. And you have to understand, you know, I've been at MLB Network since it started in 2009. So it's the best World Series that I'd ever seen. Everyone always goes to Game 6 for obvious reasons. Absolutely. But the Cardinals are about to win the World Series. We have our entire production staff in the tunnel of Bush Stadium ready to go out the uh, right field wall and start setting up for our postgame show. And here I am standing there. I'm 30 years old, 31. I'm standing looking up at this little tiny television that's in the tunnel. And, Rainy, you've been there a million times. You know, there's like, on top of like a refrigerator somewhere 
where, where staff and crew can get a drink. There's this little tiny TV, and someone snapped a picture of me watching the final out. I had no idea who was next to me, but everyone thought it was hilarious. I was so fixated on looking at the final out. When I saw the final out, I turned and I hugged the person that was watching it with me, like right next to me. And that person was Fred Bird. (laughs) 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 So then we go out onto the field and we're about to go live and and they're all celebrating on the field. Here I am in St. Louis, my hometown, and... Here comes Tony LaRusso up on the set. Here comes Albert Pools up on the set. They're counting us down from 10. We're about to go live. We've got the last moments in a Cardinal uniform for Albert Pools and Tony LaRusso. And I got to tell you, I thought about it at the time. I'm not just saying that now as a Monday morning quarterback. I thought about it at the time that this would probably be it for both guys. And I, I, I looked over, and Albert and Tony are distracted. They're up there waiting with a microphone. And it's me, Harold Reynolds, Kevin Millar, and Al Leiter. And I look at the guys. And I go, fellas, I know this is another World Series show to you, but this is one of the top five moments of my life, and you're all a part of it. So that was, no doubt, the best moment since then. And no pressure, Greg, to put on an amazing show. (laughs) (laughs) Can I give you one other little side note there? So they threw to me live, and they're like, Greg, take it away from our studio. I literally, this is so cheap, so bad, but I, so Greg... I kind of paused. I just I, I, I sat up and I put my arms out and I counted for like two seconds and then I started talking because I wanted a really nice screen grab so I could put that moment into a frame, which I have in my sports bar in my basement. How hilarious is that? That's awesome. That is amazing. I can't believe you had uh, the foresight in that moment to even realize that because I think I would have been so overcome with emotion. But speaking, yeah. of, speaking of emotion, Greg, now that we've really just laid it all bare about how much we love baseball, what do you think? Are we going to get any this year? Yeah, because at the end of the day, as much as the owners and the players talk about money, they love baseball as much as we do, if not more. And they don't want it to go away. This is all part of the dance of negotiations. I've never been in a a labor negotiation. I've never been in a situation that's as unique as this with a professional sport. But, you know, in, in my line of work, we have agents and we have negotiations. And sometimes they get rough. And I'm only speaking from what I know. Usually, when both parties want to work together at the end of the day, like, yeah, I don't want to leave MLB Network, and MLB Network doesn't want me to leave, as bad as the negotiation can get, and as much leverage gets thrown around, at the end of the day, something gets worked out. And if you have a lot of leverage on your side over your employer, if you do, it usually goes to the 11th hour. And in this case, the players have a lot of leverage. So this is going to go all the way to the end. What's the outcome that remains to be seen? Uh, I do believe that you're going to continue to see the owners slide more chips to the middle of the table. And the players, I don't think, are going to get exactly what they want, but it's going to be enough. It's going to be enough to make sure that we play because even these young players who who are 23, 24 years old and, and they sign club-friendly deals and they want their $7 million because it's a lot of money, even they understand what the country needs right now. Even they understand the importance of this sport coming back during some of the worst three months we've experienced in our lifetime. So I, I think at the end of the day, I'm glad you guys started this segment talking about when you fell in love with baseball because it's that love for this game that will bring this sport back onto the field. 
Greg Amzinger, MLB Network, with us on 101 ESPN, and he will be hosting the MLB Draft on MLB Network. This will be a strange one, won't it? And I guess the first round even will be strange. You put so much into it, but we don't know as much about the players that are going to be selected because they didn't get a chance to play due to COVID-19. Yeah, stranger because I'm going to have a beard and a slick back. So that really throws it out of whack. It'd be it a very want- I, I've yeah. seen it and it looks good. I like it. Oh, thank you. Thank you. I try to keep it groomed. But yeah, look, I always thought that if you don't play a senior high school baseball season, then you're not going to get seen. But from what my friends, Jim Callis of MLB Pipeline, Carlos Colazzo of Baseball America, tell me, um, if you're a junior and you wrapped up your junior year, and as long as you've got that summer, uh, to kind of like before your junior year to, to showcase what you got, you're good. So the class that this is really going to affect is next year's high school class, not this class as much. They've got a ton of info on these kids through all the summer showcase circuits before their junior season took place, and, and, and they feel comfortable making these picks. There's one guy that I think could land in St. Louis, and I know it sounds crazy. His name is Nick Bitsko, B-I-T-S-K-O. Uh, kid from Central Bucks East High School in Pennsylvania. The kid is a stud. He is an absolute physical specimen, and he might be around when the Cardinals are picking in the first round at number 21. What's fascinating about him is he's only played two years of high school baseball. This kid was so good, he was throwing 98 miles an hour, that he reclassified. He's a junior. He's a class of 2021 kid. He, he found out he's not going to have any high school baseball as a junior. And so, you know what? I'm such a stud. I don't even need high school baseball anymore. So he reclassified. And this is a kid that's going to be in the first round, signed for millions of dollars, and he played two years of high school baseball. Isn't that amazing? Wow. Wow. <laughs> that's phenomenal. Well, Greg, we started this interview sharing some memories, so let's end it in the same vein. Long gone summer debuts this weekend. Randy and I have been counting down the days until we get to relive the McGuire Sosa home run chase of 98. So take us back. What's your most vivid memory from that time? Uh, well, it's an embarrassing one looking back, but I think you have to take the cheating out of it. If you just take the cheating out of it, which I'm going to assume they do a little bit on ESPN just to get this to be the feel-good story, it was at the time. Um, my favorite story is the night he broke the record and night game Bush stadium. I'm in college freshman in college and me and all my friends drive to Bush stadium. We don't have the money to actually pay for a ticket on a big marquee night like that. But as you all know, after the seventh inning, bottom of the seventh inning, they open up the gates. So we were able to sneak in with plastic cups. When the game was over, I would scoop, I scooped dirt up. Because <laughs> I wanted That's dirt great. from the field. <laughs> I still have dirt from the field. And my kids look at me and they're like, Dad, what in the world is this? Because I've got all this different sports memorabilia. And I go, well, it was a really good idea at the time. Trust me, if, if he didn't do steroids, that dirt would be worth something. But <laughs> I don't think they were buying it. That was how much we were obsessed over it. And what was great was you had two very different-looking acting superstars who played within a a heated rivalry. And you guys will agree, it really actually brought the Cubs and the Cardinals closer than anything ever in, in that rivalry's history. As much as we were rooting for our guy and the Cubs were rooting for their guy, uh, to see the two of them embrace each other as much as they did was, was a, a, t- a wonderful sportsman-like example that we want our kids 
to kind of follow. Great sportsmanship, other than the fact that they were cheating. (laughs) (laughs) Other than that, it was great sportsmanship. Greg Amzinger, looking forward to seeing you on the draft, and I want to have you talking about Major League Baseball again on MLB Network. I'm, I'm, I'm geared for watching MLB tonight at some point during the summer. It's going to happen. A uh, week and a half, we'll be celebrating. I was on the phone yesterday with my friend Joe Girardi, and he's fully expecting uh, the abbreviated spring training to happen in the home ballpark. So he is getting ready. He's driving up to New York. He's going to be in Philadelphia for the spring training. So he, he's got a sense of what's going on, and I think it, it's looking good. I think as bad as the reports sound, just close your eyes to it. It's going to get done a week and a half away. Spring training should get started. Love it. You're the man. I appreciate you taking the time, and we'll see you soon. All right, guys. Have a great day. You too, Greg. Thanks.